Welcome to The Nerd Degree. It's me, Brendan Bennett, your host. Right now you're listening to a special bonus episode. We recorded this one at the Word Christchurch Writers and Readers Festival, which happened uh, a week or so ago. And um, I kind of said that I could pick uh, any guests that I wanted from the festival. So I picked the topic of life and death, and then I picked guests who would have something uh, kind of interesting to bring to that particular topic. So I got a couple of Nerd Degree regulars and then a couple of special international guests uh, to join them. And this turned out to be just one of my favorite Nerd Degree episodes of all time. The audience was awesome. Uh, The guests were great. Uh, It turned out to be a really funny episode. On one team, uh, we had Nerd Degree regular Karen Healy. Uh, she's an author of young adult fiction. Uh, her first book was Guardian of the Dead. Dead, see, that's important. Um, but if you follow her uh, online, you'll know that she she's always gloating about how about how much fun it is to kill off her characters. So I wanted her in on this episode. On her team is also Caitlin Doty, who is an alternative mortician. Um, She says at the end of this episode that if you Google mortician, uh, you'll find her. And I just tech-checked that, and it's actually true. She's like the third thing you you find if you Google mortician. Um, She hosts the Ask a Mortician YouTube channel, and uh, she's got uh, a New York Times bestseller, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes. On the other team, uh, we have uh, ITV science correspondent Alok Jha, who... uh, He's written books about uh, the end of the world. He's written books about uh, living forever. Um, And his most recent book is about water. And I asked him to kind of summarize what the book was about. And he told me, and I quote, Water is fucking weird. So (laughs) um, that's that's really all you need to know about that. On Alok's team is another Nerd Degree regular, Andrew Todd. And uh, of course, he writes for Birth Movies Death the uh, movie review website, and uh, he uh, directed Ghost Shark 2. Um, so enjoy the episode. Unfortunately, uh, the start of it got cut off, but uh, we're going to jump into it. Uh, I will put some of the slides that I use during the show up on our Facebook page, so just search Nerd Degree on Facebook to find that. Uh, but we jump into the episode now. Uh, we've met all of the team uh, members and uh, I'm just talking to Andrew about his film uh, Go Shark 2 Urban Jaws. So we'll take it from there. Enjoy the show. Now in your film uh, Go Shark 2 Urban Jaws mm-hmm. <laughs> and you might be interested in this Alec, there's, right. a, there's, a, there's a ghost shark and it can travel through water in all of its different mm. forms. So uh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> So it can travel through water, it can travel through ice, it can travel through steam. Mm-hmm. I noticed that in your book you didn't mention ghosts at all. <laughs> <laughs> Is this an oversight? It's, um, it's something I wanted to do, I have to tell you. But, um, you know, I think that, uh, I think that uh, the, the credibility of ghosts so far for me hasn't been proven enough. But, you know, look, I'm open-minded. If, <laughs> if, if you can show me that uh, there's a thermodynamic reason that ghosts should exist, and I, I, I can argue the other way around, I'll give you thermodynamic reasons why they wouldn't exist, uh, then, then I'm, 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 I'm open. Clearly not open enough. <laughs> Have you seen his film, his documentary I, film I, on ghost sharks? I All the answers I, I, are there. I haven't, and, and sitting next to you now, I really do want to see it, and things could change as a result of this, I feel. All right, we have an opening. Okay, I think it's time to get on with the uh, competition. So here's how it's going to work. Uh, I'm going to ask these guys uh, intentionally obscure questions and um, then give out points in a largely arbitrary manner. We're going to start... We're going to... We're going to start with the nerd association round. Doesn't work on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Dear please, podcast please. listeners, we are making aggressive gestures towards the other team. We're <laughs> well, completely relaxed. Yeah, completely relaxed. It doesn't matter about the podcast. It matters that you know. <laughs> <laughs> not even looking. We're not playing around. This In the nerd us. association round. I will give you a list of things, and then you'll tell me what links them together. Mm. I will give bonus points if you can find a link that I haven't thought of. So, first. Well, that didn't work. (laughs) Ah, here we go. What links Alexander the Great, Charlie Chaplin, and Napoleon's penis? (laughs) 
Tricky. Okay, uh, Charlie Chaplin, well known for his um, his mockery of great dictators. Now we know that he mocked Hitler. Everybody knows that this thing about Charlie Chaplin. But what you don't know is that he also uh, released a very short film called Alexander, which is basically him just hugging a horse, um, and and that's his mockery of that. But the um, the Napoleon mockery. Is it gets a little blue. Uh, it's it's a very raunchy, very not often seen, was totally expurgated from Hollywood under the Hayes Code uh, because it's pretty foul. Um, and that's the connection. That's completely untrue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did anyone else have any ideas on what links these three together? They're, they're all bigger than you thought. <laughs> 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 Historical revisionism. We're here to set the record straight. Uh, this is uh, the link is something that happened to them all posthumously. Oh, uh, Taxidermy? <laughs> Taxidermy? <laughs> um, they they all got sold at auction. They disappeared. Under these are these are close. They were all stolen after death. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. So Alexander the Great's body was stolen uh, in a mid mid ocean hijacking um, by Ptolemy, one of his generals, who wanted to kind of solidify his claim to the uh, to the horse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlie Chaplin's body was dug up and held for ransom. Whoa, that yeah. is that is a much more interesting post death life than most people have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and um, Napoleon's penis was uh, removed by the doctor performing the autopsy and given to a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Safekeeping? A uh, good friend? Hey, <laughs> just hold this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I just need to get under there. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was just, could you just hold this for a second? Okay, now, wait, where did it go? Um, he is the biggest Napoleon fan. <laughs> he is going to love this. Flip. It's, uh, it's now currently residing in New Jersey. Um, but it's I did know that, yeah. It's been shrunken by ear exposure to the size of a baby's finger. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we well, have feel sorry for Napoleon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's, oh, I just noticed another visual, a visual cue. There's a little close-up of the, of the crotch there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of detail. So All did right. we get a point? How does this work? Yeah, I'll give you a point. Thank you. Can we get a point? Can we, can we I'll point? give you a point. I'm not afraid to ask for a point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What links Spock, Buffy, and Sherlock Holmes? They've all they solved like, crimes. Mm. They like to investigate things. They've all fought vampires. Uh, they... When did Spock fight a When did Sherlock Holmes fight <laughs> a vampire? Apparently you're not the nerd that you think you are. <laughs> because that's oh, canon. Your, your fan fought... fiction is not canon, darling. <laughs> <laughs> They've all fought demonic dogs. Oh, well, that's dog. probably true, actually. Okay, I will give you that... massive points for that. That's yeah. good. Uh, that's, not the, that's not the answer I have. What demonic dog is Spock for? Um, well, one of the planets. Uh, the, one, of the, one of the planets. Are you talking actually, about there's an animated series episode where uh, he talks about his childhood. Um, I'm pretty sure he has like a Vulcan dog. Vulcan that, dog. That that he shoots. But I don't think he fights it. Are the dogs on Vulcan also emotion free? <laughs> well, you see, the, the dogs the dogs absorb all the emotion of the Vulcan. So they're, so, like, they're really high strung and like angry. It's like they're either like super friendly and like like rolling around and like going, uh, or they they just like straight up kill you. How is how is a dog going to follow the the, the tenants of Surak? You really? you come through the door. You come home from work, and the dog says, "Oh, it's pleasing that you're arrived home." <laughs> Where the fuck is my dinner? <laughs> Cats aren't like that at all. Again, the theme is life and death. Mm. They've both come uh, back from the, they've all come back from the dead. They've they all come back from the dead. Correct. Correct. I'm glad that there's an actual nerd on our team. Yeah, so <laughs> that's Spock, very helpful. Spock post calm came back. <laughs> I think we might um, Buffy yeah, came no. back. <laughs> Uh, two or three times. Two yeah. or three times. She saved the world a lot. It's on her gravestone. And uh, Sherlock Holmes was resurrected by his author, who was really angry about doing it because he didn't want to write out Sherlock Holmes anymore and he thought he'd killed him forever at the Reichenbach Falls and then brought him back. 
so that Benedict Cumberbatch could look good in a scarf. <laughs> For which we're all thankful. Uh, other members of this club, Jon Snow, Gandalf, Kenny, pretty much every superhero ever. <laughs> Kenny, America's greatest export. <laughs> Alright, uh, what links the Japanese word for death, the board game Risk, and the meaning of life? Uh, is it the number 42? <laughs> <laughs> it is, because if you have 42 armies in Risk, you can probably win. And, the, and it would take at least 42 days for me to learn enough kanji to understand uh... well the kanji is actually it's it's four um so the sound for four and the sound of that kanji in japanese are the same mm-hmm. that's actually useful information <laughs> is that the purpose i'm, I'm gonna have to cut some points for that that's too misled by the uh... the Not answer really. is 42 oh is it really mm-hmm. yes well i clearly knew that so i'll give you the points uh, <laughs> yes, and and you're right. So the uh, the Japanese uh, words for four and two, she ni, sound like the Japanese word for death. So it's considered unlucky. And the board game Ooh. Risk has forty two territories on the map. Oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> this information is obviously very helpful to a lot of people. And also, yeah. if you have forty two armies in Rescue. I was going to say, and that as well. You're, you're probably. Yeah, what probably you want to do is you want to put them in Australia and work your way <laughs> yeah. out from there. Build your way out. <laughs> uh, anything Some else significant things. about the number 42? It's the answer to life, the, uh, the, the, the life, the meeting of the universe, and everything. Yes, according to uh, Douglas Adams. And base six. Okay. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> it's the angle at which a rainbow appears. Is it really? Oh, That's lovely. It's the number of minutes that it would take to travel through the Earth if we built a grab train. <laughs> Wouldn't that depend what? on how fast you're going? Well, if you're powered by gravity. Oh. That's the, uh, so, that's the calculation. So you hit terminal velocity and you just kind of go... Well, you just dropped something through. I just looked it up on Wikipedia, guys. <laughs> 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 And I looked up the page on Wikipedia. Um, Okay. Fascinating facts on 42. (laughs) Yeah, heaps more than on, say, 41 or 43. (laughs) (laughs) There's something to it. Okay, what links mercury, gold chloride, and guinea pigs' testicles? (laughs) Now, I should note Uh, that when you Google guinea pigs' (laughs) testicles, there are a lot of pictures to choose from. (laughs) (laughs) And I chose none of them. They will all drive you mad if ingested. I've got to give you some points for that. Yeah. They're all dangerous byproducts from a cremation. Is that true? Well, Wait a second. <laughs> you almost had me. <laughs> um, do you cremate guinea pigs? Uh, you can. Yes, we don't cremate them in the same machines as the humans you have like a for little, the most part. A little one? Um, a little one, yeah, a mini one, a mini retort like a for your animals. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe in New Zealand, but not where I'm from, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, you can absolutely have your guinea pig cremated, although the ashes will probably be just like a shot glass full. Is the guinea pig usually dead beforehand? Or? It depends how much... Well, I had guinea pigs when I was young, and they shit so much that I thought about it. But, so it depends on how fed up you are with your guinea pig, I guess. Mm. So uh, that was not the answer at all. I apologize, everyone. I, I mean, I've got to give you if if the, if mercury and gold chloride, do you get those from? Well, mercury is definitely the most dangerous offset of cremation because people have mercury fillings and it shoots out into the air from the smokestack and can be very dangerous. Okay, right, interesting. Um, so they are all failed methods of attempting to achieve immortality. Uh, so guinea pigs, guinea, guinea pig testicles. Guinea pig testicles yeah. Why the testicles of a guinea? Like surely there's a, an animal that you like would a think long more, more animal associated animal. with yeah. immortality. Like a tortoise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Harder, harder to get tortoise testicles, maybe. <laughs> They're just very long lived, aren't they? But I mean, a guinea pig it lasts like three weeks in a classroom. <laughs> they're, they're not. Because they're all not the students are trying to get immortality. Um. Uh, guinea pig testicles also uh, probably the first case of performance-enhancing drugs. 
Uh, yeah. For yeah. What? Did we do a guinea pig? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it for the the now forgotten Olympic sport of running in a wheel? <laughs> yeah. There was a uh, uh, baseball player, Hud Galvin, who uh, would inject himself with. Uh, guinea pig testicles. Pud Galvin. Pud Galvin. That's not a real name. P-U-D? That's a Wikipedia P-U-D. made up name. Pud. Where's he from, Pud Galvin? Well, he, was a, he was a major league pitcher. And oh. uh, he, he said that uh, the testicles uh, made him a better player. What do you have to do, didn't he? What meaning of the word player did he Yeah. He ingested these testicles. People said to him, did it make you better? He's like, well, he's not going to say it didn't, didn't work. <laughs> yeah. did it. I went to the trouble of taking these testicles, putting them in my body. And no, no, they didn't work at all. But yeah. I've got now testicles inside. Yeah, it was a cover for his fetish. It was like, no, no, it makes me a better player, honestly. I didn't got any spare testicles that they could give to me. Turns uh, out it wasn't working. Turn, yeah. So, yes, uh, what is the answer? So, yeah, so um, yeah. Mercury uh, was drunk by uh, several people, including a... Chinese emperor to uh, try and achieve immortality had the opposite effect. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, gold, gold chloride, surprise, likewise. Surprise. <laughs> and uh, yes, uh, Charles Edward Brown Sequard was a physiologist who injected himself with guinea pig testicles and dog testicles Injected. because he claimed it rejuvenated him. Do they like put them in a? You blender just squeeze or? them through the, through the, through the needle. <laughs> It's like a cartoon. You see, like, this lump going down the needle. <laughs> I feel like in the choice, though, between horrifying mercury poisoning, whatever gold chloride does to you, but it's got chloride in the name, so I can't think it could be very pleasant, and little squidgy balls, it's the best option. <laughs> little squidgy balls. Interestingly, <laughs> what does rejuvenate you? What, this is really interesting. I was at a conference a few years ago. Something that does actually rejuvenate old people. So, you know, listen to this carefully. The, uh, yeah, old the, people. The, <laughs> well, old people, seriously, the blood of young people rejuvenates old people. <laughs> um, it's called, there's a whole thing, young blood. Uh, they did it in mice first, they've done it in people now as well. Basically, you take the blood of a young person, put it into, the, into, into an old person, it, re- it removes loads of uh, effects of diabetes and all sorts of other things. It really works. Are you trying to tell me that Elizabeth Buttery, who bathed <laughs> in the blood of Not young bathed. virgins... You have to inject it in. Right, so if she, just, if she just like put it in yeah, her veins... absolutely. It would she work. was right. It would work. You just missed is, a step. Is, what, was, what was interesting about this particular piece of research when it came out was I remember asking the, the, the scientists involved, I said... Does this basically mean that old people are going to pay young people to give them their blood on regular basis? Pay them? She hadn't considered that idea. When, what? When, what? I didn't even <laughs> consider that. <laughs> no. It's like, That's well, you know, my next novel. She said, she said, <laughs> it, it, it sounds a bit unethical to me. It's like, no shit. <laughs> but it does work. It really does work. Can I just say? Oh my god! As soon as you said it, this, there's this young guy sitting in the front row. He suddenly got so defensive, <laughs> covering, covering up his your, arms. Your, your blood is worth is, is worth more than gold to every old person in this room. Goes, <laughs> run away! And he, he got some very appraising looks from the people around him. I mean, it's a really good reason to have kids, right? Just tap <laughs> just harvest their blood. They won't notice. Don't, grow it back. don't you have like a I one have. month old? Yeah, I know. He's only six weeks old. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, he's got less, plenty of blood there. What can I say? He's growing. He doesn't need all of it. Beautiful, fresh blood. I'm going to start. <laughs> Alex, you know this is being recorded. What? Beautiful, fresh blood. <laughs> I'm going to start going up to children and saying, your blood is worth more than gold. <laughs> I think it's the plot of my new thing. I think. For- yeah. It's true. It's just true. What can I say? Science is science, man. Wow. <laughs> just before the show, didn't you say that Alec had vampire hair? Yes. Yeah. He does. <laughs> going on and on. He is lusciously quiet. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. suggesting drinking the blood. Everybody Google oh, it It's more right of a, you just uh, rinse through. <laughs> <laughs> just do a little drip. And just, just atta- anyway, there let's, are many methods. Let's move on to the next round. <laughs> the next round is called Deadlines. In this round, I... I will describe the ways that people died in action movies. You will get points if you can tell me the quip that the hero delivered after killing them. <laughs> okay. I'll give you bonus points if you can come up with one that's even better. Ooh. All right. So um, I'll just start with a picture of Roger Moore. Um, so uh, as an example... Uh, 
So this is going to be a lame one, right? Because <laughs> it's Reverend Moore. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> he didn't die, then. So after uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando, 1985, he drops someone off a cliff. Um, and when asked about the person he just dropped off the cliff, he said... He had you know, a nice trip. <laughs> no, that's all right. No. I'm going to drop you like the California economy. <laughs> he was my I know governor. I the one that he says before he drops him. Yeah, what does he say before he drops him? He says, he says uh, uh, remember when I said I was going to kill you last? I lied. <laughs> that is correct. But then afterwards, uh, his psychic says, what happened to him? And he says... I let him go. <laughs> uh, in the same movie, he impales someone with a pipe, and then the pipe goes into like a steam vent, and then steam gushes out of the vent. What does he say? Let off some steam, Bennett. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> You've seen this, then? I've seen it a few times. <laughs> Is this, I mean, is this possible? What? That the, it's, it's, yeah. So it's the, the, the steam it's, coming out of someone's face? Yeah. Of course. I mean, it, it, it's, you'll probably just burn him to death as oh. well. Well, he's probably <laughs> dead, actually, isn't he? Let's be honest. Yeah, he's been, he's he, been he, impaled he's by a pipe. He's very yeah. sterilised, that's what I will say. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a clean death. Because, <laughs> um, you know, you don't, want, you don't want anything bad. It's completely possible, you know. Eat steam, don't trust it, it's evil. Mm. Okay. Don't kill you. Could have a shark in it. <laughs> um, okay, what did he? What did? Uh, what did he say after shooting an alligator? Uh, <laughs> okay, you guys need the points. Okay, because uh, your luggage. Correct. Oh. <laughs> that, just, that's really it too. I didn't want it. Like I didn't want to like jump in with it immediately because like it's a really shitty one. <laughs> And like, surely, I don't know. Okay, let's, let's move on. So, uh, it's, it's, it's a different actor. Uh, after throwing an electric fan into a bathtub to electrocute uh, the henchman, uh, what was the comment from the hero? Is this Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, well? I'm, we're moving on. I don't have pictures of all of them. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Describe the picture to us. Who, who was this? Okay, Sean Connery. Ah, Sean Connery. He's, uh, he's just thrown the henchman into the bathtub. Then he throws in an electric fan. Ele electricity. Uh, and Sparks then... might fly. Oh, is he good. still he's, he's still, he's still Arnold Schwarzenegger's voice? <laughs> oh, yeah, this I was... can't do yeah. Scottish. Okay. Yeah, I can't do... Sean, Sean Connery. Sean... Meet your biggest fan. Uh, very good, very good. Very nice. This is probably uh, better than what it actually was. Um, uh, it's very callous to leave electronics by the bar. <laughs> <laughs> that was just really sensible. Yeah, that was a really good accent. Detailed as well. Yeah, it wasn't from Goldfinger. No, it was from a PSA that Sean Connery was supposed to be. Yes, he. Listen up. His comment was shocking. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, in uh, in shoot 'em up. Uh, what's. Uh, uh. I'm blanking on his name. Who's the guy? Clive Owen. Clive Owen. Stab someone through the head with a carrot. <laughs> what the? Duck. <laughs> That's good. That's good. That's... Vitamin C, you later. <laughs> <laughs> Try an A, though, really, in a, in a carrot. But anyway. What? Uh, oh, vitamin A? Yeah. I think vitamin C. Yeah, oh, I'm going to have to take that point away. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I was playing nice with you, but it's you're, over now. We are done, Alec. You and your luscious vampire you, hair. You're thinking of lethal oranges. Uh, uh, oh, what about um, uh, try seeing in this darkness? <laughs> he, of course, said, eat your vegetables. Oh. All right, Sean Connery, shoot someone with a harpoon gun, pinning them to a palm tree. Just, I want to make a Moby Dick joke, but I just got <laughs> nothing. Uh, there she blows. <laughs> uh, he predicts the rise in internet gamer culture and says, Poont. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that that means something to someone. <laughs> 
He, of course, said, I think he got the point. Oh. Oh. That's pretty bad. Well, that's not specific to harpoons, though. Like, that could be any sharp implement. Yeah. Like, okay. It's, it's, I'm not criticizing you, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I take it personally. <laughs> 60 scriptwriters. I don't know, I think that, that felt like an attack, and I think the other team should get a yeah, point. Yeah, they should lose a point. Yep. Yeah. The team should get a point. No, no, no. <laughs> The other team, meaning the other team that didn't oh. attack you. Yeah, in that way. we're on your side. That would be our team, yeah. It's, it's blatant what's happening. I'm not that desperate yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Timothy Dalton. Mm. Oh, Timothy Dalton got mm. a bit of a reaction. <laughs> the handsomest Bond. What? Uh, the. <laughs> Alec, you've clearly modeled your hair on Timothy <laughs> Dalton. <don't you? laughs> Uh, the, the villain is hanging out the back of a cargo plane, holding on to Timothy Dalton's boot. But then the boot comes off, and the hero uh, flies to his death. The, the hero? The hero? Oh, sorry. The, vi- <laughs> the villain. The villain. Surprise twist. Um, <laughs> the, the villain uh, falls to his death, uh, still clutching uh, Timothy Dalton's boot. Looks like the boot's on the other foot now. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, so he returns to the cockpit, and the scientist says, what happened to that other guy? I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> In a tribute to the Sean Canadian. Connery. Timothy Dalton. Famous Canadian actor, Timothy Dalton. Uh, uh, I had to shoo him away. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, oh, that was even worse. <laughs> I like the sound there. Completely. You won't hear this. Something about a uh, shoe fly, don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> he, of course, said he got the boot. Uh. All right, final one. Uh, and I'll, I'll go back to Roger Moore for this one because it's one of his. Okay. Um, the villain is forced to swallow an anti-shark air capsule. <laughs> Wait, what? Which, an anti-shark yeah, so, air capsule? Yeah, they have, so they have air capsules that, that uh, they, they fire at sharks, mm. to, and they, they like, expand out with a lot of air, uh, which causes the villain's body to inflate like a balloon. Then he flies around the room and pops. <laughs> and when, uh, when the, the sidekick asks about the villain, Roger Moore says... I burst his bubble. <laughs> yeah, she did say that. No. no. <laughs> That's going to be better than what it actually was. Um, pop goes that weasel. <laughs> he didn't uh, like it very he, much. He had an inflated sense of self-importance. <laughs> the first person to get one right. <laughs> That's it. He, that right? Wait, he really? always did have an inflated opinion of himself. Oh! <laughs> should be so proud. Oh, not really. (laughs) Okay, that brings us to the uh, next round, life or death information. I will be asking questions about life or death. Pretty much the same as all the other rounds, if we're being being honest. Uh, The first question, Albert Einstein lived from 1879 to 1955. In what year did he earn the most money? After he died. That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. I assume that his legacy is more that's not like a serious lucrative. That's, that's, How that's, that's, that's proper. That's, it's like, you know, it's like when, you know, a Beatle dies or Michael Even Jackson Royal dies, Jeez. their catalogs yeah. make more... People keep playing Einstein's greatest hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the Beatles make more money for Michael Jackson's estate. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's true. So Michael Jackson is the dead celebrity who makes the most money. Mm. Um, Albert Einstein is number eight on the list. Uh, making $11 million last year. Like in merch what? sales? <laughs> <laughs> what, how do you think, how do you think he makes... crazy face, I guess. Yeah, and so it's oh. licensing for the tongue-poking-out face. Right. Oh, um, what? So merch sales, yeah. Licensing for the baby Einstein learning tools. Wow. <laughs> so he actually gets paid for them using his name. Wow. wow. Um, and uh, a Japanese Nestle coffee brand uh, com- uses his image for it. About um, uh, the Back to the Future movies, where there's a dog named Einstein. Do you get any? <laughs> Gotta pay, bro. Does he have Einstein Estate trademark on his name for I... use with dogs? <laughs> I'll, I'll look into that. Uh, can you <laughs> guess any of the other? So we've got Michael Jackson and Albert Einstein. Any other celebrities Elvis? who make a lot of money? Elvis. 
Got to be. He's number two. Yeah. Who's number one? Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Number one. Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. No. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Number six. Grace Kelly. Nope. Oh, what? One of my favorites. Napoleon. The thing is, he didn't charge a cent for that penis. <laughs> yeah, it's free. That's okay. what the people right. were there for. <laughs> um, Richard Nixon. <laughs> Still like getting like illicitly, hey. illicitly uh, accrued. Jesus on. Christ. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't. He made nothing out of the book, so he's thinking, you know, the robes, the beard. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of merch sales, yes. yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So Dan Brown owes the estate of Quite. Jesus Christ. Like, must oh, do. Must do. Okay. Must do. Um, Charles Schultz uh, oh, yeah. is number, four, uh, number three yeah. on the list. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Bob Marley, Elizabeth Taylor for her perfume. Mm. Uh, John Lennon, Paul Walker last year. Mm. Really? Mm. Yep. And uh, Betty Page. Uh, oh. <laughs> that was all very serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Talking about death. <laughs> oh. uh, so. Recently, I don't know if you guys are following the comic. Oh, come on. Oh, this has got a reaction already. So Captain America, in the recent Captain America comic, he, he, uh, there was quite a bit of controversy because it came out that apparently he's always secretly been a member of the secret evil organization Hydra. My question for you is, how can we be sure that Hydra are still hale and hearty? Because when you cut off one head... They grow. <laughs> Many others, yeah. They yep. will grow. So this is a question not about the comic book Hydra or the mythical Hydra, mm-hmm. the actual Hydra, uh, which is... Uh, oh, uh, is this a deep secret? What is so special about the Hydra, a, a small freshwater animal? Aren't they the longest-lived animals? Potentially, yeah, they are. They are. are they the uh, creature most likely to end up being uh, an alien facehugger? <laughs> <laughs> they can. There's something. I, I, they can like regenerate themselves, or that's that's absolutely right. So they are technically immortal um, because they do not age, and if you break them into bits, you just get more hydras. Oh, flatworms do this. I don't know about the never aging, but if you if you if you cut flatworms into bits. Oh no, this is my favourite flatworm thing. <laughs> of of <laughs> Karen's many favourite flatworm facts. This is a great one. You can teach a flatworm to do something. But then you can't. <laughs> you can teach a flatworm to do something and then grind it up and feed it to other flatworms and they will be able to do the same thing. No. What? Wait. What kind of thing? Like, are you yeah, like, about? what are we, talk- are we talking about? Like, I don't know. This is just what my you, friend who did a whole. The, the thing you can teach it is to fear. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that with guinea pig testicles. <laughs> yeah, so that, that baseball player, he knew everything a guinea pig knew. <laughs> what is special about the 111 year old virgin? Apart it's, from it's the obvious. <laughs> It's not a tortoise. Okay. It's not a. Actually, it's a resident of New Zealand. Is it a tuatara? Oh, it is a tuatara. Ooh. I don't know what that is. Henry. That's oh gosh. The, the tuatara. They're great. So awesome. tuataras can live well over a hundred years, and this particular one mated for the first time at the age of one hundred and eleven. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. It's like it's like Bilbo Baggins on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> That's why you became. Invisible. I didn't He's read like, that chapter. <laughs> just nipped off to. Didn't want anyone to know where he was going. How, how, <laughs> how old was his companion? Eighty years old. Oh, and um, cradle decades, decades, <laughs> and uh, had eleven baby tuataras. Oh. Yeah. Now, do tuatara do they do live birth or is it eggs? You don't. It's a, looks these like are, eggs. These are great, excellent questions. Eggs. eggs. Yeah. eggs. It is eggs. Yeah. Yeah, I knew I, nothing about this animal 30 seconds ago. Like <laughs> eggs, obviously. What, what, what actually is it? Is it like a chameleon? Or it's something? a sphenopod. Okay. I think that's what they're called. They, they were, they I'm going to have to give you some time. points for that because yeah. I didn't research this enough. <laughs> they existed at the same time as uh, New Zealand's dinosaur species. I don't know which period that was. It was millions of many years. Um, but the thing I like most about them is they have a, a, like a vestigial third eye they that's do, under yes. their, their, um, in their forehead and it's yeah, we're not sure what it was for. It's, it's still light sensitive. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Or just always sees dark. 
Yeah. They used to be on the five cent coin, but we don't have one anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay, let's, well, let's just talk about it. What do you get if you feed your cat bacon and eggs, asparagus, broccoli, and coffee with heavy cream? A big really? Fat cat. <laughs> yeah. Really big bad smells in the litter box. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very possible. Um, you get cream puff. This cat here, what's special about this cat? Is it the biggest cat in the world? It is not. The oh. oldest cat in the world? It is the oldest cat in the world. How old do you think it got? 700 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like how the Egyptians were like worshipping yeah. cats? That's the cat. It's a mummy, it's a mummy they used to mummify their cats. Maybe he was one of those. Yeah, yeah oh um, yes, yes. Uh, cream puff, it does sound like an ancient Egyptian name. <laughs> um, I'm not saying uh, 30, 38 years old. Oh, no. Oh. 38 years old. That's or I don't believe me. it. In, in cat years, it would be... Uh, 700 years old. <laughs> 169. Right. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, so um, it turns out that one of the secrets for animals to live very long is having terrible names. <laughs> so Changing mine immediately. I'm going to tell you the name of an animal and how old it was, and you're going to tell me what kind of animal it was. Okay. So this is the longest living animal of a different kind. So Cookie died at 83. It was the longest lived... Elephant? Monster. The longest lived... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids. Cookie Monster's dead. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a cockatoo. Oh, um, Cookie the cockatoo. Wisdom died at age sixty-three. Tooth? Sorry, I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know where I'm going with this. My pet tooth. Just just word association. Uh, word association. The longest longest lived abstract concept. <laughs> Albatross uh, was okay. the was the longest living wild bird uh, in the world. Old Billy. Old Billy died at 59. Goat. It was a horse. <laughs> horse. Debbie. Debbie died at the age of 42. Rabbit. Dingo. A polar bear. Oh, it's too old for a polar bear. That's yeah, pretty good for a wow. polar bear. Wow. Yeah. The oldest, Debbie. Uh, yeah. Debbie the oldest bear uh, was 50 years. That was a brown bear. Mm. Um, and... So the oldest lived greater flamingo was 83 years old. Ooh. What was the name of this greater flamingo? Pinky. <laughs> Less <Old>. original. <laughs> Flammy. <laughs> Ringo. This flamingo. greater flamingo was called greater. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, uh, what species was George the lobster? <laughs> George. I assume George. He was a George. Not a lobster. A I'm guinea assuming. pig. It was a, it was a lobster. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's but it was called George the Lobster. I had to give you the, all the information. Um, <laughs> it was 100 year, 140 years old. What an excellent question. Yeah, what a great trick <laughs> question. Okay, no chance of getting that bonus <laughs> point now. Okay. So was the lobster part of his name? Like yes, on his, his name on his, was George the Lobster. Like if he went to change his name legally, he'd have to put in his existing name, George the Lobster. Yeah, middle name, the. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sick of this now. <laughs> you want to talk about anything else that lived for a very long time? You want to talk about long-lived trees? No. <laughs> Clearly not. Trees? Yeah, yeah they live pretty cool. They live really long yeah. time. How old was the oldest tree? 8,000 years. 5,000 years. Dang. Yeah. Although, a, the, like the bush? A, a clonal tree colony mm. lived for 80,000 years. Well, oh, you, um, know how they, I, you know how I like how we can tell how long a tree lived? Yeah. Is they, they find this out by killing them and then, yeah. and then <laughs> counting the rings. Um, I love humans. Aren't we great? They just discovered, a, a, I think, a basking shark that had been living for like... 120 years or something. It was like crazy old. Oh, yeah, something like a couple of hundred years yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Something like that. It was like, yeah. That, I, think that, I can't tell if you're just trying to bluff me or No, not. no, no. Like, I, I was reading, I was like, man, that's, that's an old shark. <laughs> I, I mean, like, was the secret like, in the basking? Yeah, like, the benefit of rest. It's yeah, it's just chilling out Self-care. all the time. So it's not like the stress isn't getting to it. Like, yeah. It's just kind of basking. Yeah, the shark was like, I'm really into self-care. Yeah. yeah. A lot of basking. Drinking the blood of young sharks. For <laughs> yeah. That'll do That's it. a very long time. 
All right, all right. It's, it's time for it's time for the final round. This is the debate round. Now I'm just going to quickly add up the scores. Um, now you guys, okay, we're, we're off to a strong start, but the uh, we clearly are winning, and as a result, are still ahead. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I feel like there should be more scrutiny on those results. <laughs> Completely made up to me. Yeah. You gave some good answers. You gave yeah. some good answers. I just said stupid things. But Fortunately, this final round is what counts for everything. <laughs> In the debate round, here's the scenario. A genie has offered everyone in the audience one wish. And naturally, they're all weighing up whether or not they should wish for eternal life. So you will need to argue either for or against eternal life. Now, you guys are ahead, so you get to choose... Which side you would like to argue for? Against. Okay. We're against. We're the negatives. So against eternal life? You guys are going to argue for eternal life. Are we starting? (laughs) 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 We might need some time. Okay. Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hope you're enjoying the nerd degree. (laughs) (laughs) We record this. Wait, how does this work? Do we we each just go in or...? Are we jumping in? They're going to say some okay. stuff, and then we'll say some stuff, and then they'll say some stuff, and okay. then we'll say some stuff. I was okay, going to give you some you. thinking time, but okay, no, fine. let's get to it. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's okay, get to okay, it. Okay, got you. Uh, so you. here's how it's going to work. Uh, we'll start with the affirmative. I'll give you a couple of minutes to make your case. The negative will make their case. Then I'll give some time for rebuttal, and then you'll make closing statements, and the audience will vote. Ooh. Ooh. I you should... guys look amazing tonight. So, everyone's dressed so sharp. I love New Zealand. I've had the best time. <laughs> I would like to doing. particularly call out these space socks and these pink shoes as their <laughs> highlights. Is this your? Is this your? Your two minutes is just going to be spent complimenting the audience. Are you going to do that for everyone in the audience? <laughs> I, I could. <laughs> They're all so good looking. Now, the, I mean, this is the stakes are high because, of course, the winning team is given immortality. <laughs> Wait. Even I, don't yeah, I, don't it. It. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want immortality. Except those two. Except those two. Yeah. yeah. If they win. All right. Okay. So, affirmative. Mm. Make the case. Well, <laughs> um, everybody's got a bucket list, right? You know, you've got a list of things that you need to do or you want to do before you die. Imagine not having to, like, stress about getting it all done. You can sort of, you can take your time. Um, you know, there's so many things to do around the place, like, so many things to eat. Um, <laughs> so many places to go. So many places to go. Um, uh, I, mean, I mean, theoretically, uh, there's an infinite number of parallel universes with different permutations of things to do. So you could do an infinite number of things uh, with, your, with your unending life. Shall I add to this? Or please. Have, yeah, please. No, no, no. Well, I was also going to add that in, in the bucket list of things, as well as enjoying yourself and having that incredible ability to enjoy, mm. which I'm sure you would uh, like, and, and, and to see all your family and friends doing the same thing forevermore, never worrying about the angst of death upon mm. your head, but also just the cultural aspect of it would be amazing. Think about what we've achieved as humans in the past 10,000 years in civilization, think what more there will be to achieve in 10,000 years' time. Wouldn't you be like to be there, to see it, to help solve some of the greatest problems that we've got, solve all those problems, and then just spend the rest of the time discovering new places? You could even go to new planets, which you can't do in our paltry, rubbish, small lifetime. You can go to new planets, discover them, write new books. Every one of us could have this most amazing life. So I can't see why you'd want not, not to have immortality, to be honest. Well, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's hear the negative. The genie is lying to you because immortality is not invulnerability and immortality is not eternal youth. You will get older and older and older for thousands of years until you shrink into the shriveled version of yourself, like the Sybil of Kume, who in uh, juvenile satires <laughs> sat in the corner of the eaves and whispered her voice, a husk in the wind, I wish only to die. You will want to die rather than be subsumed into a body that cannot. But you wish for immortality. And death is not your friend. That's my teammate. (laughs) I'd like to talk to you about the word deadline. Emphasis on dead. 
Think about all the things that you've done in your life. Think about the children you've had, the degrees you've gotten, the books maybe you've written. Would you have done any of that without the deadline of death looming over your head? <laughs> we know that we are finite creatures with only so long to live on this earth, and that is our artistic inspiration. That is our inspiration to reach life with gusto. My fair colleagues speak of what life would be like with endless time. That just sounds like endless time to put things off, to not have experiences, to not engage in the true passion of life that can only be gotten by the deadline provided by our friend, death. Just imagine. Well, well, I'd well, like to... <laughs> Uh, hold on, I'm sorry, hold on. I'm sorry death is coming for us. Yeah. We have things to say. We gotta say more. You guys are like, we're chilling. You can, you can make an argument anytime over there. <laughs> You're living forever. So have their own argument over there. <laughs> Listen, Karen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to hold you off. I'm just looking at the audience and seeing if they can handle another reference to juvenile. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the affirmative, now, it is, a, it is a genie. You can define this wish however you mm. would like. Can I, can I just re re respond to a couple of the points here? Mm. Well, first of all, of course, in our infinite lifetimes and immortal lifetimes, we'll be growing a whole, whole range of human beings of whose, of, uh, which, who, whose blood we'll be having ourselves. <laughs> None of us will be old. We'll have this technology. So let's dismiss that one immediately. Um, 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 and the other thing about deadlines, look, we only put things off. I don't know if you're different, but you only put things up if you don't like doing in the first place. You don't have to do those things. You get infinite amounts of time to watch Netflix. Mm. And, and, who and makes do, the Netflix do, do, shows? Well, well, those people who enjoy those things. Mm. You, know, you only do the things you enjoy. And the thing mm. about procrastinating is that you procrastinate over things that are boring and you don't really care about anyway. With things you enjoy, I'm just saying your entire immortal life may well be those things you enjoy. The Netflix, the reading, the chilling out, the sunbathing, whatever yeah. you want. There's no deadlines in this world. As, as they say, uh, infinite time uh, that you enjoy wasting is never wasted. Never waste the time. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You know, I, I love the optimism of this team over here, I really do, but as someone who has deadlines in all of her professional permutations, um, I, I will put stuff off forever. I will put off stuff that You're I enjoy. Like I, I will write a novel. I love writing a novel, but first I have to organise my sock drawer for 3,000 years <laughs> because I don't have a deadline. I would also like to talk about who are the people seeking immortality in our current culture today. It is the men, the privileged men of Silicon Valley in the United States. And what they want, they don't want a world where everyone is immortal. They want a world where just they are immortal, which means that it will only be white American men of privilege with you as you are immortal. And I don't know what kind of person you are. That's not who I'd want to spend eternity with. Closing statements. <laughs> to be honest, I thought it was available to everybody. But, you know, yeah. but that's by the by. Yeah. Um, the bucket, the, you never reach the end of your bucket list. And uh, why would you want to? I just think it's such a positive thing. And beautiful. Yeah. We would be able to watch the end of our own star uh, yeah. and then go on to another one and watch more and watch the end mm. of the universe and just see this beautiful parade of lights forever, which think we the, the, could only think about and dream about before mm. we see them with our own eyes. It's, it'll be beautiful. For all the wonders that are available to, to see and experience in your uh, short, uh, non-immortal lifetime, imagine how many more. The magic uh, and the beauty, that's the, all I can yeah, say. It's, <laughs> it's a spiritual thing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, do not rage against the dying of the night. <laughs> Go gently into that good night with your friend, Death. Ladies and gentlemen, give them both a round of applause. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have heard the case. Mm -hmm. A lot of strong arguments for living forever. A lot of strong argu arguments for dying. <laughs> 
<laughs> here's, here's what I will ask you. Uh, uh, do you want to live forever or do you want to not live forever? Uh, you'll applaud for the one that you would choose, having heard these arguments from the genie. So, would you choose to live forever? Yeah. Louder! <laughs> or would you choose to not live forever? Let me just make a note to get this right. The audience has chosen death. Yay! <laughs> you made the right choice, guys. You really did. You She's it. just looking for business, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hoodwinked. <laughs> I've never seen people applaud that loudly for dying. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of the show. Um... I, as I said, I was going to award immortality, but you've made you've convinced me that uh, that is not Can appropriate. Can we still keep ours? Or? Yeah. Can we get punished with immortality? It's just going to be, it's just going to be you two for all eternity. I'm fine. Is that infinite yeah. ghost shark stories to be reading? <laughs> We've got it planned out to the fifth one. <laughs> um, okay. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see how much uh, young blood is available. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, before we go, uh, is there any way that uh, people can uh, contact you or uh, find out <laughs> if, you wanna, if they want to provide their blood or maybe uh, find out about your books, that kind of thing? Um, I'm on Twitter, K.E. Healy, and on uh, Tumblr, uh, if you just look for Karen Healy, you'll find me. Two E's in Healy. Well, the hotel I'm staying at is, uh, um, I guess, you, uh, orderofthegooddeath.com. Or if you just Google mortician, I'll come up. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, I'm just on Twitter, alokjah, A-L-O-K-J-H-A. Uh, I'm on Twitter also, uh, Mr. Todd, M-I-S-T-E-R-T-O-D-D. Um, and you can find me writing at birthmoviesdeath.com. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming along, everyone. Um, also, a big thank you to the Word Festival. They've been so kind in hosting us. <laughs> I hope that you've all learned something about life and about death and uh, what you're going to do with the rest of yours. Um, <laughs> I just realized that the name of the site I weren't right for is Birth Movies Death. Like, obviously, you're going to watch movies, so... <laughs> Um, all right, that's us. That's us. Thank you very much. Good night. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh.